0: breeze nation what is good it is your boy path the designer back at it again appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with us for another episode of the windy city breeze sports talk daily we are live monday through friday from 11 to 12 and i'm glad to be here with you it is a football friday the bears take on the dolphins this friday we previewed that game yesterday and so now today right kind of looking back at the trade deadline, still going to talk about this Dolphins game, but kind of looking back at the trade deadline and breaking down Everything that we've seen from Ryan Poles to this point, everything that we've seen from the Chicago Bears team to this point, and answering the question in this episode: Are the Chicago Bears moving in the right direction? I want to know how you guys feel about that in the comments. So make sure that you chime in in the chat. I see some bear downs already in the chat. What's going on, Torian? How you feeling out there, my boy? Jay Capona, Don in the building, says he thinks that we're becoming our true selves. We have the right foundation to build off of. We know that J.F. One is so close to being uh, the franchise quarterback. Officially, I'm so pumped. That's what I'm talking about. Those are the kind of comments we want to hear from Bears fans. We want to hear your opinions in the comments, and we'll be breaking all that down. All that more in today's episode of the Windy City Breeze Sports Talk Daily. So hit that like button, subscribe to the page, man, because is the only channel talking Chicago sports how Chicago talks. So make sure that you get in tune with us, man. Uh, I am so ready for a Friday. Um... I have now the only thing I'm not ready for and the part that kind of upsets me is right. So this weekend I'm going down one of my friends, one of my best friends growing up, uh, graduated college um, or graduated with like a higher degree in college or something like that. I don't know. I didn't go to college. So I've got to go down there uh, for her graduation party which is going to be a good time. It's going to be a lot of fun. But I won't be live tonight for the Chicago Bulls live call of the Boston Southeast game, which really kind of irks me. But you know what? Uh, I got to support the family. I got to support my friends and stuff like that. So uh, it, it'll be, it'll still be a lot of fun. You'll still hear from me. I'll still be breaking down Bulls stuff. I'll still be on Twitter. I'll still be dropping stuff. But I won't be live tonight for the live call. But let's jump into this, right? Because... Now is the time, right? We're halfway through Ryan Poles' first year as the Chicago Bears GM. We are halfway through. And I think there's a lot of people that when Ryan Poles came into this building, the first thing you said was, who? Right. Like we were looking at guys like Lewis Riddick, names that we knew. We were looking at guys. Uh, um, uh, uh, who else was on the table for for the Bears? The the uh, GM of the now um, Vikings. Right. And he's made some good decisions over there. And so you feel like he's doing some good things there as well. Right. Like there were a couple other GMs on the table that we thought were going to be brought in. But the Chicago Bears go out and they get Ryan Poles, a brand new GM. And the question that you have to ask is, how has he done halfway through the season? How do you feel about the moves that he's made halfway through the season? I know there's a lot of people that are up and down on polls. I know there's some of y'all in the chat that are up and down on polls. But I've looked at Ryan Polls' moves the entire way through. I've looked at Ryan Poles moves the entire way through. I've looked at how he's made some of these moves. Are there some moves that I think I would have liked him to make differently? Yes, but I can't say that those moves didn't work. What do I mean? Ryan Poles gets here, right? Starts cleaning house, starts getting everybody out of here that shouldn't have been here. Goes out, finds a coach. Finds fluce Like Flus. We're halfway through a season. I like coach Flus. I think that Coach Fluce is an intelligent coach. I think that he's getting the most out of the team that he's been pre- presented with. I think that he's getting the most out of the team that he's been presented with. Fluce goes out, gets Getzy, like Getzy. Allen Williams, eh, a little up and down on that, but I don't think this defense is that great. But I think that we're seeing Development. So polls at a minimum on a very young football team goes out and he finds coaches that are coming in that are able to develop players that are currently on this team. That's a step for me. That's a step for me. Okay. I I like that. We're developing players that are currently a part of this bears organization. That's a step for me. Let's keep it going. Makes the trade for Mac. Everybody's losing their mind. This is his first big move here in Chicago. Makes a huge trade. Oh, my God. What are we doing? How could you get rid of Khalil Mac? Convinces the charges to take on all the money. You guys are going for a Super Bowl anyway. Pay the man. You want to pay him? Gets a pick back. Oh, my God. We didn't get a high enough pick. They're paying Khalil Mac's salary. That's a W move for me. A detraction move for me, though, outside of that, goes out and signs Lucas Patrick. This is supposed to be the starting center of your Bears' future. This is supposed to be the focal point of this offensive line. Lucas Patrick has basically not been a part of this Bears' offensive line for just about most of the season. And when he has been a part of it, he's been a part of it with a lot of turmoil because, for some reason, they don't like Tevin Jenkins' practice habits, even though he plays well on Sunday. And so they move Lucas Patrick in there. But I would say that's probably an L move to this point. I don't know if that's going to be an L move for the future. I don't know if that's going to be a long-term thing, right? Hopefully not. Hopefully Lucas Patrick can come in and be our center of the future. But at least year one right now, right? Halfway through this season, it does not look like he's a very good signing. You go out, you sign Justin Jones, you go out and you sign uh, um, Al-Khadiq Muhammad, right? A couple of guys that have had flashes on this team, a couple of guys that have had moments on this team, but nothing with sustained consistency. Seasons going through, teams very up and down. It is what it is. We're winning games. We're losing games. Development is happening. Justin Field seems to be improving, and we're going to break down kind of, kind of the big names, right? We'll break down Flus. We'll break down Poles. We'll break down uh, Justin on this live this morning. I, mean, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Uh, but but um, you're seeing development. You're seeing the team slowly move in the right direction, and we get to the trade deadline. As the trade deadline approaches, he says, you know what? It's time to make a decision. I'm seeing a young offense that is moving in what I believe to be the right direction. As Don Burrs in the chat. What's up, Don? And then on top of that, you see Ryan Poles go, I see it moving in the right direction. I see what Justin Fields is doing. You know what? I need to do more for him. I need to do more for him. All the while, right, and I skipped a very big part of this, you go to the draft, and are there some question marks on some of the picks that I think that he made uh, maybe later on? Yeah, for sure. And would I have liked him to go get a George Pickens at the receiver position? For sure. I'm with you there. But I don't look at that decision and I say, hey, Jaquan Brisker's a bad player. You missed. You didn't miss. You still hit. It may not be the player that we wanted you to get. You still hit, though. Kyler Gordon's the bad player. I can't say that. Kyler Gordon's developed all season. He looks like he's going to be a hit. Now, whether he's your DB1, DB2, right, I don't know what that's going to be. I don't know. If, see, the, the tough part is evaluating these guys, right, is like Jalen Johnson, Um is never getting the ball thrown his way. So I never actually know how good he is because it's usually Kendall Vildor over there, but I digress. Um, And they've been attacking Kyler Gordon, but I can't say it's a miss now. uh, Bayless Jones. hes about 35 right now when he plays better. He's younger, right? When he plays better, he's 25, just turned 25. When he's, when he's dropping passes, he's about 35 right now. What you're seeing, right, all of these moves, all of these different things, little things, right, that maybe they're not huge hits right now, but they're hits that are going to. Set you up for your future. I like the Jaquan Briscoe move. And then, hey, yeah, like I said, he looked at the offense. Offense is moving in the right direction. Offense is making plays. All of a sudden, right, Justin Fields looks like he's starting to develop. He's starting to figure his game out. He's understanding. And I think the biggest change is, right, like everybody, I, I, again, that TikTok video, we over like 150,000 views on TikTok. And uh, it's just people just saying like, Oh, he's going to Justin Fields. It's not better. He's going to Justin Fields. It's not getting any better. He's going to Justin Fields. Justin Fields is worse than all the quarterbacks in Pittsburgh combined, blah, 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 right? Like, But you're seeing a quarterback that's gotten better week by week, day by day, literally continued progression in the right direction. And I'm going to be honest with you, right? Not a lot of regression. We haven't seen much regression from Justin Fields. We haven't seen much regression, so he's continuing to get better game by game. Guess what Ryan Pohl says? Hey, I got to go get this guy a receiver. I got to go get this guy somebody he can put the hands in. Or put the ball in his hands. Put the hands in. Got to pause? There's a question mark on the play on that one. I got to go find this. I got to go find me a guy that is going to be able to uh, uh, um bring the ball in and run aggressively and attack downfield and be able to catch the ball on deep routes and be able to bring, okay, well, how do we do that? Well, we gotta make some moves here. I'm trading defense for offense. I'm trading defense for offense, right? Unfortunately, you have to move on from Roquan Smith. I don't like that. I know there's some people that's like, it's the right move for the future. He could be the future. He's a 25-year-old top linebacker in the NFL. He could be the future. That is the future. That's what you hope for. But okay, Paul chooses to move on. What's he do with that? Goes out and gets a second and a fourth. Or a second and a fifth. I'm sorry, right? Now let's go make the trade. Let's trade some of this defense for offense. Let's go get our guy a wide receiver that we feel is going to work really well with him. Let's go get him a piece that we feel can be a number one option for him. Let's go get him a piece that's going to pair well with Darnell Mooney, who's already playing really well for your team. And let's add that piece into the mix and see how this is going to go. And by the way, I don't know if you guys saw the press conference yesterday, but it seems like according to Luke Getze, they are planning on uh, um, Chase Claypool having a role on Sunday. They are planning on Chase Claypool having a role on Sunday. So you should see Chase Claypool this Sunday in a Bears uniform doing something for the Chicago Bears. And, re- and remember, right, a role could be something small because nothing changes just because you went out and got Chase Claypool. And that's the part that I really love about what this team has done, what Polls and fluce have done starting this season is that there's a plan. They're following the plan and the plan doesn't change just because we make an incremental shift. The plan doesn't change just because we make an incremental shift, right? I said shift. We brought in Chase Claypool. We traded a second for him. I love it. Is this offensive line better? They're moving in the... I I would say, right, if you look at the tape from that Dallas game, you can definitely see that they're moving in a good direction, but it's still not standing behind Dallas's offensive line. It's still not standing behind the Bills' offensive line, right? Like, it's not like Justin has years back there to make decisions. It's still a work in progress. Like the video if you agree. It's still a work in progress. And so what do you do with a work in progress? Hey, we're going to add this piece, but we have to continue to do what works in this town already. Run the football. Run the football. And you'll see that on Sunday. The Chicago Bears are still going to go into that Miami game, and they're still going to say, hey, listen, David, Khalil, And David Montgomery being kept around, right? Again, another move that maybe a lot of people didn't pay attention to. Another move that maybe a lot of people didn't notice. But right, like, you're in a situation now where you either have to pay David Montgomery or let him go. And, I mean, I guess you could franchise tag him, but I wouldn't recommend doing that. And you're talking about letting him go for nothing. So now with that subtle... I got to keep him. I can't get rid of David Montgomery. And y'all know how I am, right? I don't pay running backs. I don't think Poles is going to pay a running back. But he understands what he has here. It's not just the running the ball aspect for David Montgomery. There's no one else in that backfield that can go up and pass block like David Montgomery can. So now you're you're keeping a piece on your team to keep your young quarterback protected, to keep just a little bit more time in that backfield for him to be protected. A little bit of a chip. Just a little bit of a chip. But you're still investing in the offensive side of the ball just by keeping a guy around that you're probably going to get rid of for nothing, or unless he's willing to sign to some small or, or cheaper contract. Right, I said I'd give him twenty million over four. All of that, right? Like I'm, I'm fine with giving him five million a year. I'm not breaking the bank for a running back. They're too easy to find and they get hurt too often. They're too easy to find and they get hurt too often. Halfway through, I think Ryan Poles has made a lot of really smart decisions, and we haven't seen a lot of that in Chicago Bears land, have we? I think Ryan Poles has made decisions that not only set you up for now, right? Like, listen, these are still moves that set you up now, whether we like it or not, right? This defense probably isn't going to be very good. What does that do? That means that you can still see development on one side, but you're probably not going to be able to stop the ball, which means you're probably going to lose more games than not. So if you're going to lose more games, helps your draft capital, but still investing in the offensive side, let's see what Justin Fields can do with a weapon. Let's see what this Bears the offense can do, running the football now, passing the ball, adding adding even more of a passing game in, continuing to run the football. The Bears are, are are the, I mean, they are essentially the best running team in the NFL, best rushing team in the NFL. We haven't been able to say the Bears were the best anything outside of defense ever. (laughs) Have we ever been able to say that? Like the bears have been the best defense, but we know what they can do. We know that they can build a defense. We know that they can build a defense. That's it. But now we're seeing them make some moves here where I'm like, yo, on the offensive side of the ball, this looks pretty, pretty good. Like the video if you agree, man. Uh, and, and here's what it comes down to. I like this comment from Lou Lou Love. I love the name, by the way. Lou Love says, if you're getting rid of all your talent, you have to replace them. Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn, Akeem Hicks, and Roquan Smith are gone. Polls better draft well. If, we, if, if not, we are doomed. 110% accurate. Right, because that's the other part of this. Ryan Poles essentially did the easy part. Right, like Pace could do this part. Pace did this part. Pace got rid of talent that was already here, got money off of the books. Got He did all of this. Now, there wasn't seeing this development happen while he was doing it, and I think that's the part that gets me more excited because I feel like he found the right coach, essentially. But Pace, Pace did this. He got us draft capital. He got us uh, uh, um, picks that we could get. He went out and got us players that excited. It. He did that. The hard part is going to come from getting, uh, uh, um, from taking those picks that you acquired and those picks that you already had and finding pieces that are going to be here for the next 10 years. Shout out to Dub Gaming. Finding pieces that are going to be here for the next 10 years. At least five. (laughs) Right? The good teams continue to build through the draft. The good teams continue to find talent that you can continue, or that you put around talent that's going to be there forever. How did the Chiefs do it? Pat Mahomes keeps finding weapons. We lost Tyreek Hill. That sucks. We got Miko Hartman. All right, bet. You have to continue that process of finding people, and sometimes you're able to go out and grab people. Sometimes you're able to go out, and, and when you're good, right, you can get people that want to come to your team in free agency. Guess what? Kansas City ain't exactly uh, that toddling town that's going to be uh, uh, lighting it up and having people pull up in droves, and yet people want to go there. That's where you find a Juju Smith-Schuster, who is he A number one on your team? Probably not. On this team, he's probably a number one. But is he a number one on on the Kansas City Chiefs? Probably not. And so what does that do now? Oh, well, we can put him in here. We can use him as a tight end. We can use him in these situations where he just has to be big. We don't need to use him in these deep, deep situations where he's got to be the best player on the team. We just need him to do this right here. And when he does that, he's dominant at that piece. That's what you're trying to build here. You've got to do that through the draft. The only way for you to build that team long enough. And I know there's some people that, you know, and when you get to a point, kid is right, right? When kid says F them picks, when you get to a certain point, I do agree F them picks. But the thing is, right, you have to be at that point. The Rams built that team up before they got to that point. The Rams got that team to a point where it literally was just, my God, if Jared Goff was just better, we would win. If Jared Goff could just throw consistently, we would win Super Bowls. That's all we need. And so then you can say, F them picks. Let's get rid of that. Let's go get uh, uh, Matthew Stafford. Let's get him in here. Let's make some plays. Let's go win a Super Bowl. Boom. Done. Done. You have to have that young talent there first. You have to be able to build that talent up first. That's where you, that's how you get there. Don Burr says Chiefs don't have a number Chiefs really don't have a number one. Bro, they're all like and and here's the thing. That's the part right that I want the Bears to get to. Like they don't. Like it's just like who's their best receivers, their tight end. But they just got a bunch of dudes that just catch the ball and do their job well and you can spread the ball around. You know what I'm saying? Like, that—that that is that is 100% fact. But I, I, I look at this halfway through what Ryan Poles has done, how he's been able to uh, um, go out here, grab this draft capital, uh, flip some of this draft capital, bring back players that help you right now, but still have so much draft. Do y'all realize we still have? Not only that, like, we traded a second-round pick. We've still got one. We still got a second. We still got a first. We've got a third. We've got two fourths. We've got two fifths, I believe. We've got a sixth. We've got two sevenths, I believe. Like, there's still so much draft capital. And on top of that, you have the most money in the NFL to spend next season. And here's the thing, right? This, This is the move where you have to look at things that have happened in the NFL already. And it's the part that gets me excited about Ryan Poles as a GM here in Chicago. Because... As I'm looking at like situations that have happened, look at what Jacksonville did. Jacksonville went out. They spent the money. Spend the money. Get the job done. Go find us some talent. Christian Kirk, need him. We don't have the six, Bucky. My bad. You're right. Christian Kirk, go out there and get him. Let's get this offensive line together. Let's let's make all of these moves that we have to make to put ourselves in a good position. And then what do we do? You got to still evaluate the talent. Doesn't look like the talent was evaluated very well because they're not a very good football team. Now granted, they're going through a lot of different things, but the Chicago Bears with nothing look better. Look better than the Jacksonville Jaguars do. The Chicago Bears with nothing look better than the Jacksonville Jaguars do. And they went out and they spent their money. You still have to make the draft. You still have to evaluate the talent. You still have to get the right pieces in here. Poll's job is not done yet. It's not even close to halfway done. It's not even close to halfway done, but he's put himself in a position now where you can make the right decisions. That's what excites me about this team. That's what excites me about Ryan Poles. Now let's go out there and make the right decisions. Let's go out there and make the right plays. Let's go out there and get the right job done. And you've got the capital to do it. You've got the pitch to do it. You've got all of this stuff to do it and learn from these situations that have happened where Jacksonville just doesn't look like a very good team. I think Trevor Lawrence can play. I think Trevor Lawrence is, is a good quarterback or is growing into being a good quarterback. But when they put everything around him, it's not coming together. that's where you have to look at. That's what you have to focus in on, right? Like that, that's the part where, okay, let me learn from this situation. And let's make different decisions here. Ryan Pohl's job is not done, but at least halfway through you, all you can do is, and this is what I've said about the bears the entire time. And like the video, if you agree on this, when I, when you look at the Chicago bears, Does it look like they're poorly coached? Does it look like they're poorly put together? Does it look like that they're um, um, a bad football team? Or, and by bad football team, I mean like from the ground up, what we've seen here in Chicago. Or does it just look like they don't have the talent right now because they're positioning themselves to do good? Does it look like they don't have the talent right now Because they're positioning, they're putting themselves in a position to make moves in the future. And I take that down to the coaching position. I look at the coaches on this team. I look at Allen Williams, right? And I said this yesterday, I think. Allen Williams has the bears in the right position to make a play. They just don't make the play. Talent issue, deficit. Allen Williams puts uh uh you you see Roquan Smith in the right position. You see Kyler Gordon in the right position. You see so you're so it's telling me right that hey, there's something that the, the coaches see and they understand what's happening on the field and they're putting you in the spot. You need to be, you just need to be able to make that play. And they, they're just not able to make the play. That's a talent issue. That's a talent deficit. But putting your players in a position, putting your team in a position, right, again, positional, putting you in that position to make that move, to make that play. That's all I can ask for right now. We're halfway through Ryan Pohl's first season here. Everything is just about positioning. Everybody knew the Bears weren't going to win the Super Bowl this year. I thought the Bears could have a a legit winning season um, because I thought that there were some games that they were going to get that they didn't get, right? I thought they would get the Giants game. We lost that. I thought they would get the Commanders game. We lost that. Two games, by the way, that absolutely were winnable games. But you just weren't there yet. But from those games, since those games to where we are now, we have seen a steady progression week by week of something getting better. And that's the part that I look at with Ryan Poles halfway through. And that's the part that excites me and lets me know. I, I think that Ryan Poles has done an excellent job with this Bears team, especially seeing with what we had last season, especially seeing where we're coming from, understanding that, listen, I could run this team back out there. I mean, listen, you could have kept Khalil Mack. You could have kept Akeem Hicks. You could have kept all of that, right? And yeah, you might, You, I'll say this, you absolutely would have won more games this year. If you keep all of those players, you absolutely win more games this year. Your defense would be better. They would put your offense in a better position. You would 110% win more football games this year. You might be a 10-11 win team with the schedule that you have right now. But what does that matter? There's a limit to that. that. Eventually, right? Hey, we won 11 games this year. We made the playoffs. We got our butts kicked. We've done that. We've seen that. Poles understands that. That's the part that I look at. That's the part that I like. Appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with your boy, man. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page, man. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel that talk Chicago sports, how Chicago talks, and make sure that you get in tune with us, man. We will not be live for the uh, Bulls live call tonight because I will be driving to Canton, Ohio. Um, and for my, uh, one of my best friends graduation party. So I will be down there this weekend. I will be chiming in on Twitter. I will be chiming in, in the community tab. I will be chiming in, in the discord. So tune in with us on all of those, man. Appreciate you guys for showing love. If you guys haven't jumped in the discord, man, I don't know if I can, I got to update this. There's, there's a part that's in here. Um, that like, I always update the chat and stuff like that. Uh, or uh, the the comment section, or the what is it called? The description. I always update the description, um, but I do forget to actually add the uh, what is it called? I always forget to add the link to the Discord in there. So I'll drop that in the chat right quick. I appreciate y'all for showing love uh, on that. Um, I do want to. Here's another thing I want to talk about. Right here's another thing that I want to. Uh, break down with this Bears team, right? Because we've talked about fluce a little bit. I've I've talked about him, kind of just what he's been able to do with this Bears team, how he's been able to kind of position this Bears team to, um, you know, move in the right direction with with a lackluster of talent. Um, There is the link to the discord if anybody wants to join the discord that will be pinned to the top of the chat Go ahead and hop in there. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us over there the reason that we started the discord was because there was a lot of people that uh, Did not get notified when our videos went live and so I drop all the videos in the discord YouTube has like caps and stuff like that and we drop a ton of content over here. So Um, Tune in with us over on that appreciate you guys for showing love there. So Here's, here's the other part, right? Evaluating, are the Bears moving in the right direction? Fluce is a major, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Polls is a major part of that. Poles is a major part of, is this team moving in the right direction? Polls is the beginning. He is the lead. He is the fixed point that this Bears team has to look to. But that lead doesn't mean nothing if you pick the wrong guy. Did Ryan Poles pick the right guy? And I know it's early in his tenure. Listen, Matt Nagy won coach of the year, his first year here in Chicago. The Bears got 12 wins. All of a sudden, he turned this team around. They turned the tide. They came out and attacked. There was stuff we had never seen before. We're turning around. We're handing the ball off to uh, uh, Akeem Hicks. He's the mini fridge, right? We're doing all this. stuff. Oh, my goodness. This is so much fun. Blah, blah, blah. Season two comes, eight and eight. Oh, man, we're fighting our way back into it. Don't you worry about it. Season three comes, eight and eight. Ah, we're fighting our way back into it. Two six lost weeks. Or six lost seasons, I should say. I'm sorry. Two six loss in a row seasons. So I know it's early on fluce, but here's the one thing that I can say that I can't say we saw under Matt Nagy. And, and, and if you agree with me, follow me down this path here. In a half a season of football, Justin Fields has gotten better, visibly, visibly. Braxton Jones has gotten better. Jalen Johnson has gotten better. Kyler Gordon has gotten better. Jaquan Brisker has gotten better. Eddie Jackson is back to the Eddie Jackson that we thought we once had. Kendall Vildor, even though very, very minuscule. I'm not saying that he is dominating, but he is at least useful on a football field at times of put into the right position, has gotten better. And a half a season of football. I, am I missing somebody? Has anybody else gotten better? Tevin Jenkins is kinda, I think Tevin Jenkins might have always had that and he was just hurt last season. I don't know. But like, am I missing anybody? I'm trying to think. Lineman, around receiver. I can't think of anybody else really that's taken a big leap this season. But there's seven. In a half a season of football, there's seven people. If you want to throw Tevin Jenkins in there, that's eight. And a half a season of football. Seven people. Larry Borm. eh, Larry Borm's kind of the same. Oh, that is one that I forgot. Yeah, shout out to, uh, shout out to Dot. Komet, Cole Komet has gotten better. Again, not not seeing him right. He's not Travis Kelsey. That's not the the tight end that he's going to be in this offense. That's not the tight end that he's going to be in this offense. But you're talking about eight players. I would give you eight players have gotten better. Dominique Robinson haven't seen too much of him. He's been he's shown flashes, but we haven't seen too much of him. In four years of Matt Nagy. Who got better? Mitch got worse. Mitch had a flash and then continued to get worse. James Daniels got worse. Heck, you had a thousand-yard receiver come in here with Mitchell Trubisky and Allen Robinson, and he continuously got worse. The only player that you can say got better is maybe, I, I would say Roquan. Roquan got better. Roquan got better. Eddie Jackson got worse. Flash worse. That's in four years. I gave you eight games of Matt, of a Matt Eberflus. And all of a sudden we're looking at eight dudes that got better. Whether incremental or a huge Leap. That's the difference that this team has. I give you that, Baki. Baki dropped Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney did get better under Matt Nagy. Darnell Mooney did get better under Matt Nagy. I will give you that. But that's the part, right, that I look at with this Bears team, and I say, hey, listen. This is why I think you might be in a really, really good position with this coach. I said this on the live before. This feels different. This feels different. It does not feel like what we've had in Chicago before. I wasn't born for the championship Super Bowl year. I'm sorry. But this doesn't feel like. the 2005 season where it's all held on this. And if that side doesn't improve, that's okay. We're just going to keep rolling because the defense is good. No, we're we've seen guys on both side of the ball, get better continuously week by week. Not, not like a jump week by week. Justin Fields is a completely different player right now than he was in week one. Tyler Gordon legitimately was awful. His first action in the NFL, awful. He looked like he hadn't been on a football field before. And week by week, he has continued to add to his game. And that's what the NFL has to be if you're going to have sustained success. Incremental improvements from small pieces on this team around, right? Because here's the thing, right? I expect Justin Fields, at least me, right? I, I I'm to the point where I believe Justin Fields is going to be our franchise quarterback. I think that he's going to be here for a while. I believe in Justin Fields. Am I, am I going to get bit again by fools gold? possibly who knows but right now as i look at the player on the field as i see how he is on the field even in that dallas game outside of michael parsons he was the best athlete on the field i believe in that so the question comes in when you get those fixed pieces then what say justin fields is your franchise qb um Darnell Mooney's a one or a two on your team. Chase Claypool turns into a one or a two on your team. Uh, Eddie Jackson is a monster. Jaquan Brisker's a monster. When you get those fixed pieces, what then what? Because that's still not enough to make a football team. You can't have nice pieces and garbage wrapped around it. Development. That's the part where I look at Fluce and I say, yeah, he's developing this guy, but he's also developing the small guy over here. He's also developing this dude here. He's also putting this guy in a good position to make really good plays. I, and when I'm saying Fluce right, I'm including the entire coaching staff. And guess what? Here's another thing that you have to credit Fluce on Fluce has brought these guys in here that are first year coordinators. First year coordinators. Now, I know with Alan Williams, right, after giving up an almost 50-burger, when you lose 49-29, your defense comes out playing atrocious, that it's very hard to say, yeah, he's gotten better, but he's absolutely gotten better as a DC. His talent has gotten worse. But when I watch the plays where the Bears are, they're not out of They're not out of position. They may not be attacking hard enough. They may not be getting to their spots hard enough. They may not be getting to uh, 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 um, uh, where they need to be quick enough. And that I believe. But Allen Williams is calling the right defense to match up against these plays. You just got to make that play. At a certain point, right, there's a handoff. It's like, I can give you all the tools. I can put you, I can call the perfect defense to scheme this up. But seeing what he's seeing and being able to say, hey, listen, I know what's going up against us. Let's call this play here. That's the right play. If you're calling the right play and your players can't make the play, I, what, what are you going to do? You don't have the talent on the other side. But at least from what I've seen from the tape, I like what Al, how Alan Williams is calling this game. From what I've seen from the tape, Luke Getze, another guy, He's gotten better every single week. And I understand coming into this season, right? You had to you had to kind of spoon feed Justin the system because you didn't know what he could and couldn't do. And they got him to a point where he feels good. And guess what? As the offense keeps incrementally getting better, Luke Getz's play calling has gotten better. Are there still some things that we can judge? For sure. There's some plays where you look at it and you'd be like, mm, I don't like that you ran Khalil Herbert there on the one. Would have loved to see Monty there. I don't like that I don't like that you uh uh went to Darnell Mooney on this, would have loved to see you go to EQ on this, or I don't like that you went to EQ on this. Why are you not going to Monty on this play, right? There's always gonna be things you can nitpick. Guess what? Andy Reid is legitimately one of the best coaches in NFL history and literally his entire career. I have heard Philly fans, chief fans, all of them. Would have really liked to see you get it to Kelsey there. He's winning games. Kelsey right there, though. You're always going to have that. That is just football. That is being a fan. But credit to Fluce. Credit to Floos. Not only did he pick two guys that he felt confident were going to help this football team, but he has helped those guys come along. Hey, he's, he's brought on an offensive coordinator that has gotten better. He's brought on a defensive coordinator that has gotten better. He's not even an offensive coordinator, and his offensive coordinator is moving in the right position. That's what I look for from a head coach. You know why? Because in that situation, what's going to happen if Luke Getsy continues to be good? What's going to happen if Luke Getsy continues to improve? Let me know. Because you know, we pride ourselves on being intelligent here at the Windy City Breeze. Now we're still idiots at the end of the day, but you know, I'm an idiot. I'm a smart idiot. You know what I mean? I'm the smartest idiot in the room. I'm the best at something. <laughs> there's no Kyrie Irving here if he continues to be good Luke Getzy's going to get offers to be a head coach Luke Getzy's going to get offers to be hey listen we want you on our team hey we want you in here we want you to make this team better if Allen Williams coaches up a heck of a defense guess what Allen Williams is going to get offers to be a head coach somewhere Super producer Joel Holt in the chat. That's what happens. That's what you get. That is good. And you know what? So many Bears coaches in the past have not been able to do. Broski Bears say you wear glasses with no lenses. Bro, it's lenses in these. I can't see without these. What are you talking about? Does it look like there's no lenses in my glasses? (laughs) I can't see without these. That's why it's so important to find a guy like Fluce. because if you find a guy like Fluce, if you find a guy that's developing young coaches in this NFL, guess what he's going to be able to do? He's going to be able to go out there and find other coaches that he can develop. Is it going to work every time? Maybe not. Are you going to run into some issues along the way? Maybe not. Yeah, for sure. That's going to happen. But can you continue to develop those pieces in the right direction? That's what it comes down to and flues has shown that he has an ability to do that at least halfway through this season. Those are the piece those are the parts of what I'm seeing from the Bears eight games in that excite me. I don't need the big splash right now. We suck. Okay. I don't need a big splash right now. You know what I need? I need people that know what the heck they're doing. You know what the Chicago Bears haven't had a part of this organization probably since Papa Bear Hallis died, or, or his son, I should say? People that know what the heck's going on in the game of football. Matt Nagy was a quarterback at the... um. Uh, 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 um, arena football league level, right? What the heck does he know about being a quarterback in the NFL? That's where he was a guru at. Now he's been around the NFL. He's been around a lot of NFL people. I'm not saying that he's not smart. I'm not saying that he doesn't know, you know, what he's doing uh, in certain roles. But when you take on that role and go to that next level, right? Matt Nagy was so focused on. I'm going to be the star here in Chicago. I'm going to be the coach that calls plays, just like Coach Reed. And I'll be the star, and I'll have the coach of the year, and I'll be the guy that makes this happen, right? I, I it's going to be me, me, me. Remember, remember at the end, right? When when <laughs> when they asked, them, they were like, uh, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk this through with the uh, uh, we're we're gonna have the, uh, Bill Lazor calling plays, but then it goes through me." right? It does go through me because I'm the head coach. I'm remember I'm the head coach. I'm the head coach. And we, we know, man, we don't, we don't need you to tell that what you're a little insecure about it. You're still the head coach. We're going to fire you, but you're still the head coach, but I'm the head coach. I'm the head coach. All right, man. It's all you're the head coach, bro. Like, like, like y'all remember that? Like, I was like why is he telling us that he's the head coach? He wanted to be the focal point, the, the star of the show. Coach Flus comes in and he's like, I don't care who's the star, win the football game. I don't care who shows out at, at coaching this team, win the football game, win the dang game. What do we got to do to win? Run the football. We got to run for 250 yards, run the football for 250 yards. What coach is doing that in the modern era outside of just having Derrick Henry? You know what I mean? Whatever it takes to win the game. That's what I like about Coach Fluce. And Coach Fluce is looking at, hey, listen, whatever it takes to win the game, blah, blah, blah. We're going to make this happen. Run the ball, all that stuff. But hey, you better be getting better. What are we working on with Justin this week? He's got to get better at that. And the wild part is, and this is the crazy part, right? It tells you how bad it's been in Chicago. It really tells you how bad it's been in Chicago. Just just seeing a player get better every single week is impressive to us. Just seeing a player continue to be able to play the game of football week in and week out is impressive to us. Having something that we can count on, you know what I can count on with Flusie? He's going to make some halftime adjustments. You are not going to go out in the second half and play the way you did in the first. Now he seems like he seems like he's got a little college in him. Like he's got a little rah rah in him. But you know what? Maybe the rah rah is working. And especially with a young team, sometimes you need the rah rah. With young players, sometimes you need the rah rah. I don't want it when we got this veteran team, right? I don't, I don't need a a Joe Madden situation here where you're bringing like a circus clown in on your shoulders and you're wearing the wig. But I look at this team and I'm, I'm looking at Flus, and I'm looking at polls and I'm looking at all this. And I say, listen, this is not I, I'm seeing things that aren't going to help you just this year. I'm seeing things that are going to help you in the long run. I'm seeing things that are going to help you in the future. I'm seeing things that are going to help you in the draft coming up. I'm seeing things that are going to help you this Sunday on the team. I'm seeing things right. Like it, it's, it's, it's almost like a money breakdown, right? You want uh, um, you, you want your money. You want to make daily money, weekly money, monthly money, yearly money. That's how I feel about this Bears team right now. What are we going to do to win on Sunday? What are we going to do to win um this offseason? What are we going to do to win the draft? What are we going to do to turn this team into a perennial winner? And you can see steps at every point in the way in there. And we're 8 games in the season. 8 games. I think that's the part that that really Really, we're eight games in the season. There's a half a season of football to go. There is a half of season of football to go. Huh? We don't have a bye week for another what? Four weeks, three weeks, something like that. There's a lot of football still to be played here. And then you get the offseason, then you get the draft, then you get the, but it just feels like in eight weeks, I've seen more development from this team as a whole. I've seen more um, smart positioning. I've seen more understanding of the situation that you're in, in eight weeks than I've seen in four years of Pace and and Nagy. Heck, take it back further. Pace and Fox, heck, take it back further. Emory and Trestman, heck, take it back further. That's the problem. But that's the part that has me has me ready to go. Uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us, man. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the show today. Do got the Bears this weekend. Won't be live for the Chicago Bulls live call tonight. I'll be breaking that down. Um, I'll probably do a post game show on Saturday morning or something like that. I'm I'm still bringing my laptop and all that with me. So I'll still have some ways to uh, work with you guys and talk with you guys and stuff like that, drop content. But won't be live tonight um, because I will be driving to Canton, Ohio. So tune in with us on that. oh man the things you do for friends uh but sunday bears game um i should be back sunday for the evening bulls game i believe we play the uh who do we play sunday bulls play i want to say schedule let's see here the raptors yeah so we play the raptors at five i should be back for that raptors game um, but we'll be, we'll be, you know, live, hopefully live for that. If maybe Kid can, uh, live call it for, for us. By the way, everybody wish Kid a happy anniversary in the chat. Everybody wish Kid a happy anniversary in the Discord. It's his anniversary this week. Him and his beautiful wife Amber have been married for, is it 12 years, I think? So shout out to Kid, man. Um, that man got some years together with him him and his lady. So big love to my brother, man. Um, that might be the wrong year completely. I might have just did an uh, a age thing on kids' anniversary right there. Um, Pat Lee, Brian Windhorse at home. Nope, bringing a wife. Only bringing a wife on this one. Only bringing a wife on this one. No Windhorse, none of that. Um, <laughs> mixed season. try to have fun in Ohio again. Yeah, well, it's still Ohio. Uh <laughs> But as always, man, I do appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with your boy, man. Uh, hit that like button, subscribe to the page. Y'all stay safe out there in Chicago. To continue watching our Chicago Bears content, just click that little circle that says TWCB. Go check out all the content we got on the page. Also going to have a, a video dropping from Kid today as well. So tune in with us on that, man. As always, man, it's your boy, Path of Designer. Back at it again. Y'all stay safe out there. Chicago. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly.